Hey, 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 everyone. Hey. What's up? We are back from the green room at Vantage Grace Church. My name is Will Watson. I am with the one and only Jake Manfredi. What's up, guys? It's Jake Manfredi here. Make sure you smash that like button below, oh comment, subscribe. Hey, Will, how is your secret Santa going? I know we've been doing that here as a staff at Vintage Grace. How's it going, man? All right, so I got to confess to you guys, Secret Santa is my favorite time of the year. I get to figure out... Not only who I have for Secret Santa, but literally everybody Every else. Every single has. person. I have a working spreadsheet going that shows this is a true story. Yeah, we're shows... gonna we're gonna tag that in the podcast below. <laughs> Will's spreadsheet in the... my spreadsheet. If you listen, if if you hear anything, I, you can call my phone number. That who you think? <laughs> Here's my may personal phone number. <laughs> the person who I have for Secret Santa. But hey, just so you think that this was a murder mystery podcast or a Secret Santa podcast, this is not. It's not. This is the text lab for our listeners who do not know, where every single week we do a deep dive into the text to help you prepare for life group this week. Our goal is simple, to help you be a disciple who makes disciples. So whether you're leading a life group or just doing some deep dive on your own, we hope the text lab helps you have meaningful study reflection and conversations about what God has said in his word. This week we are in Romans 3, 9 through 20. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. And their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. All right, we've got, again, another set of verses. Jake, when we think about this text, and when we think about Romans 3, starting verse 9, what kind of stands out to you in the first part of this text? Dude, immediately he's coming straight out of, you know, what you preached on last week and just hitting us over the head with, we cannot save ourselves. We are in desperate need of a savior. He's following the same argument. And we're so close, Will. Next week, man, we're getting to the gospel. We're almost there, but we're hanging on there. And how good is it that we get to sit, sit in this sin? And I love how he keeps moving forward and he starts quoting all of these, these different Old Testament passages. Do you want to speak on that? Yeah. Well, I think like verse nine, right? Like verse nine, you see <clears throat> the Jews and the Greeks, like it's almost, it's this blanket statement that Paul mm. is continuing to draw out, right? It's like this idea that, okay, look, no one on this earth apart from one man his name is jesus is without sin like if you're going to identify yourself as the jews like the chosen people of god like you are still with sin if you're going to identify yourself as greeks as like gentiles another word that we see like the people of the kingdom like or of the empire not kingdom excuse me like you are under sin mm. 
what Paul's doing is he's like, he's leveling the playing field for like everybody here. He's basically saying like, look, you think you are better. You're not like you mm-hmm. think you're better for the opposite reasons. And you're not. <clears throat> he's saying that like both the idea of legalism, which is what would have been accredited to the Jews. And this idea of like relative moralism, which would have been accredited to the Greeks historically, like you, those are not what saves you. Like, mm-hmm. it's not about you partaking in the works that are good uh, if your heart is far from God. And it's not about, like, God giving you what you want so long as you believe just like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So, Jake, like, yeah, I think, like, that is such a – and that leads us into verse 10, right, where you have this, like, set of scripture that, like, Paul's pulling from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. He's pulling time and time and <laughs> – excuse me – in time again – where he starts out with like, okay, no one is righteous. No, not one. It almost is like this parallel of like, there's only one God. Like there's only one who is righteous and no one else is righteous. He's pulling here from a few different scriptures. He's pulling from Psalm 14, one through three. He's pulling from Psalm 53, one through three. Like no one understands. No one seeks God on their own accord. Like we, we then see like all have turned aside Together, they have become worthless. No one does good. I love how Paul is taking like so many different scriptures here and he's kind of like molding and meshing them to be like, okay, this is proving my point that no one is righteous. No one is good. Jake, when you see these like these verses, what really sticks out to you? There's a lot of really, really, really cool and also very difficult imagery. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you think about the imagery that's going on here? Yeah, well, specifically in like 13, when we see their throat is an open grave, they use their tongues to deceive, the venom of asps under their tongue. Like, he's painting this picture that is so metaphorical when you look deeper into it of like, okay, if our souls are rotting, if our heart is rotting, what naturally happens is like, we get bad breath figuratively is what Paul's talking about. And so we open our mouths and like, it just comes out as uh, wickedness. Right. And, and that calls back to James. It calls back to like Matthew and Jesus is talking about like what comes out of our mouths. Um, and what's also cool about all of these scriptures is like, think about his audience too. And like who he's talking to these Jews who are hearing this are going to like recall these scriptures and be like, okay, he's, he is arguing from a standpoint where I can actually understand this. Like this isn't, you know, this isn't news or this isn't new to me. I know this stuff. Um, so yeah, that imagery is really pretty. The venom of asps is like, think about a snake with, uh, the fangs. Like you don't even see, uh, the fangs until they're ready to jump on you. And it's just like, when we look around at our world, do we not see the same thing? Like if we look at the news at all, we see, yeah, none is righteous. No, not one. We're so in need of this savior. And I think it's so good, especially like in, we're filming this, like, election week right like yeah dude where i think that this is a conversation that i was having this week with our life group is man like it doesn't matter where you fall like what side you fall on people are still trying to use their power in order to like get places to use their power so they'll Mm. they will tell you whatever they you want to hear in order for them to be in power and then do whatever they want i think of like i'm a big soccer fan so i think of the Qatar world cup like they, there's a bunch of stuff going on. I'll try and keep this brief, but, um, <laughs> but they basically said, no, like, Hey, our bid, we will have the world cup in the summer. Okay. They got offered like the bid to like host the world cup. And they're like, 
cool, we're moving into the winter. And it was like, who cares? Like they're, they're in their mind. It's like, we got what we wanted. And that was just our deception to be able to like move mm. it however we want. And that's, what's really going on in this text, right? Is like they throw it to an upgrade. They use their tongues to, to what? Deceit. To deceive. Like yeah. that's exactly the purpose of like what's going on. I had a great conversation this morning with a guy, um, as like, as we're just walking through life and walking through like life group. And he's like, man, I realize the depth of my disparity. I realize the depth of like my wickedness. And I'm like, dude, that's such a good play. And then he like, he's tearing up because he's hearing the gospel and he's hearing the good news of Jesus Christ and being like, God's faithful. Even when you're not faithful, like God's good when you're not good. And he's drawing you back into his presence. And like, I was able to like talk to him about like, Think about this year. He's going through the Bible, like, for the first time in his entire life. He's, like, he's going through the Bible, but like, reading a year-long Bible plan. And I, mean, I was able to be like, dude, that's a testament to God's grace in your life. Like, you are waking up, experiencing Jesus time and time and time again, and love reading it. Like, you see the Spirit's work. You're, you're saying words like, there's less fear that I have this year mm-hmm. than I had last year. Like, that is a work of the Spirit. Jake. Yeah, and, and think about how different, like, the peace of having Christ actually is, mm. like, in that dude's life. So we're looking at, like, Paul describing these people who are just seeking to deceive. And how exhausting is that? Like, to consistently and just always be striving after, how can I, like, one-up the person next to me? How yep. can I? How can I have the best car? How can I have the best job, make the most money? How can I keep my appearance at a level where it's like people will look at me in a, in a good way, but it's like, no, the gospel is so separate from that because we don't have to strive anymore. Yeah. There's actually peace in understanding that Christ has done it all. We don't have to deceive anymore. We don't have to play this game of the world. That's so good, dude. And I, and I think it's really fascinating. <clears throat> if you look at these, like 11 through 18, no one understands. No one seeks for God. Like all have turned aside together. They have become worthless. Uh, worthless no one does good so all like this entire section is why is this taking place because creature is trying to become the creator yeah all this is like everybody thinks i have more knowledge than that i don't need god right like 11 12 Mm -hmm. is like i'm turning aside because i think i'm worthy in and of myself I think I do enough good, mm. right? Like the throat isn't up a grave. They use their tongues to deceive. We just talked about that. The venom and ass is under the lips. Just talked about that. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Man, I cannot think of a more appropriate time than curses and bitterness come out than when you think you are God and you realize that you cannot control people. Mm. It's like, oh, wait a second. That builds this curses and bitterness and angry, which which leads you to ruin and misery because you're like, oh, I think I'm God. I think I have the control mm. that I don't actually have that brings about this like that there's no way of peace because our way is oppression. It's not peace. And there is no fear of God because they are trying to be gods themselves, which I think is like it leads us to like. Verse 19 and 20, like, totally. what do we think there, Jake, as we transition into the bot yeah. last two verses? Yeah, that's exactly what Paul's trying to get these readers to see, is that we are needy, that we are desperate independent, that we do need a Savior, because he's, like, illuminating, you guys are going to be miserable with this life. Like, we need this piece of Jesus. And so that's exactly what 19 and 20 is talking about, as he says, like, uh, that last line, that through the law 
comes knowledge of sin. He, he lays out that reason for the law. The law is not God, but is given by God actually to show his, his character and his love and his compassion and how we can engage in that participation, uh, redemptive life with him. And so he's trying to paint that picture. And that's really, it's cool because this passage is super symbolic of the Ark of Romans too. Like the first three chapters are just hitting people with this sin and uh, helping people to get to that place where they're like, shoot, dude, I'm stuck. Like yeah. we're stuck. How do, how do, how do I get out of this hole? It's like, Paul's about to tell us, you know? Yeah. And I love that too, because it's like, Hey, don't blame the law. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's like, your fault. Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> it's like, our fault. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's like, it's all, it's all the stuff that we talk about, of like pointing the finger at somebody else and realizing you've got three fingers pointed back at yourself. Yeah. Right. Like, Verse 19 and verses 19 and 20, we start to see this like movement of saying, okay, we are under the law. It does not matter if people think that they are their own God. They're still under the righteous judgment of a holy, perfect God. Because the reality is, is there is only one God. Mm. There's one God, the triune God who does what he wills and does what he pleases. Right. And then there's his creation that will only find its rest whenever they are in subject to who God is. And here's the thing is like the law was intended for us to find life. Mm. But, but the reality is, is we see the law and we're like, Ooh, I don't love the law because it reveals the nature of who we are. Mm -hmm. The law reveals the depth of our sin, Mm. especially like this is, this is why, right? For it says verse 20 for by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight. Wow. Right. Of like, yep. That's the reality of my depravity, my sin. And and through the law comes knowledge of sin. But, but Jake, what's the purpose of the knowledge of sin? Dude, the knowledge of sin is that it leads us to need a savior, right? Like that is exactly what the law is designed to do. Show us that we need Jesus. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I think as we look, and at, for you life group leaders, I don't know if you're using version or your own Bible, but a little plug is just look at version, and they have the um, the references for 11 to 18, and you can take them right there in your groups as we move. So Yeah, that's such a great, that's Jake, that's such a helpful tool of being like, hey, if you want to go a little bit deeper, let's yeah. trace this out in the Old Testament, or even just say like, hey, it would be helpful for us. It's like, how is Paul using the Psalms or the old Testament or whatever he's whatever in order to make his point. Um, Jake, that's so good, man. Okay. So as we think about this text, like what are some ways that you're like, okay, this hits me. What are some yeah. easy ways mm-hmm. that like you're able to kind of apply this in your life this week? Dude, I just been looking at my soul over the mm. last couple of days, man. I'm just like, <laughs> well, I need to silence and solitude it up. I need to yeah. care for my soul. I need to, cause I get even, I like, I know this stuff, you know what I mean? I know this stuff, but my heart doesn't want to follow it um, in terms of like, I know that I need to rest. I know that I need to abide in Christ always. I know that uh, works will never save me or measure up or add more value to like how Christ sees me. But for some reason I live that way, you know what I mean? Um, and especially in this culture, like of busyness, of hurry, of work and stress and how much money can I make and what appearance can I have? Like this text definitely slaps me in the face with the black belt. You know what I mean? Of understanding our sin. So personally, I'm going to, I'm going to go Sabbath tomorrow, man. I'm going to go rest. I'm going to abide in the vine, um, and just sit in it and sit with Christ because it's so good. Yeah. There was a, there's a great post I saw the other day along, (coughs) excuse me, along those lines. 
of <clears throat> that rest is war. Like, like understanding that like fighting for our joy in Jesus is fighting for rest, like fighting for time that I can take that like that gives, allows me to have a deep breath and just enter into God's perfect presence. I think of like, I think of man rest. This is just an image that I have that has kind of been with me for a while since Carl and I talked about it, but, um, we think like if you imagine you in like a Japanese garden with Jesus, okay, 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 cute, and yeah, cute, and like we are running around trying to like chop weeds down mm. and like try and get everything like pretty and clean, and Jesus is sitting there and like says, "Just sit, sit in my it's presence." Martha and Mary, and like it yeah. is, it's Martha and Mary, and it's like in a in a word, Jesus is able to clear all of it out. And it's the perfect garden. And it's just like, it's this, it's this concept of being like, my job is to faithfully trust and treasure Jesus. Mm. This text hits me there of being like, yep. Okay. Like what I bring to the table for my salvation is the sin that made it necessary for Jesus to save me. Like, and that's what I have. And so how do I just remind myself that as his creature, I will only find rest in realizing who he is as creator, the good God that is ever loving, never changing, is faithful to me even in my faithlessness. That's the reminder that I have for this week. So, hey, big shout out to Zach Surface, who helps out put on the pod. Jake, it has been a blast. Crawl, hope you are living it up in New York City. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I li- so tough that you have to be in New York City. You're living the full life. life this week. So, whether you are working out at the gym, cleaning the house, or mowing the lawn, driving in your car or wherever you like to do whatever you're watching the text lab podcast we hope that you feel equipped encouraged and ready to walk through the text with your group this week yeah and as always do your own prep let the spirit lead you and know that you are one who is sent by god this week to your family your school your work your coffee shop to the gym and to soccer practice wherever your pray watch community might be and wherever god invites you to go for you're sent to be the living proof of our loving god We love you all, and we'll catch you next time on The Text Lab.